Hot 1027. Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027, and it's wonderful to be with you this morning. It is, of course, the first Sunday in spring, and I've been working in the church garden, and it's been really exciting to see the new leaves and the grass turning green, things waking up, as I asked us to do last week. Today in our parish, we're having a very special service in the garden, and I've asked everyone to wear spring hats, spring plants. Obviously, there will be social distancing and masks, but I want us to celebrate life, because as I mentioned last week, I feel that the pandemic has put many of us to sleep. And we do have to wake up and perhaps do spring cleaning in our hearts and minds. Make sure we're still on track so we won't experience any problems if the second coming happens today and we won't have regrets. So many people have said they don't feel like they're living anymore. I think many of us would welcome the second coming. But in the meantime, we do need to live and we do need to be active. So this morning I'm moving back into Mark's Gospel, Mark chapter 7 from verse 24. And we're going to be focusing on healing And I think healing is a very good topic at this time. But before I even read the text, I would encourage you to take some time and read the whole of Mark. It's an exciting and fast-paced gospel, and I feel we can learn a lot by reading it as a whole. Almost like a story, not an intellectual pursuit. Let it speak to your heart and not your head. One last word on the gospel. Most scholars divide it into two parts um, in the middle, chapter 8. So we're picking up just before the second half. Many believe you can't understand Mark unless you look at the healings and all the rest in conjunction with Jesus' victory over death and suffering. In that way, we can understand the message more fully and make sense of why disciples followed him. So reading now from chapter 7, and there are two healings. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply you may go, and the demon left her daughter. She went home and found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus left that vicinity of Tyre and he went through to Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears, and he spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven, and he said, Ef patah, which means be opened. At this the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone. Remember in Mark we have the Messianic secret. But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He's done something very well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. These two healings are recorded one after another in Mark's Gospel. I'm going to look at this more in a moment. Hot. Hot. 1027. Hot 1027. You're listening to Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church. It's wonderful to be with you this morning. We're looking at the Gospel of Mark and two of the healings that the writer took time to record for us in chapter 7. So let's look at the Syrophoenician woman first. She's born a Greek in Syrophoenicia. Now I know three things immediately. First of all, she's a woman. 
Now remember, women shouldn't have been speaking to men. Women had no rights in those days. Women didn't have any um, say. They weren't even allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to judge anything. Um, women were nothing unless they were attached to a man. So they had no state standing and no status at all. So can you imagine the courage it took for her to approach Jesus? A Jew. Secondly, she's Greek. In other words, she's a Gentile and a foreigner. And we aren't the first country in the world to experience xenophobia. It's existed forever. So she would not have been acceptable to the Jews. Thirdly, her maternal instinct is so strong that she has courage to approach Jesus and argue with him for her daughter who's possessed by an evil spirit. Jesus then responds and he says he's there for the Jews, not the Gentiles. And in fact, if we look at his response, we might find it quite rude. He said, you know, I'm here to feed the children. Um, He says, I'm not here to feed the dogs, basically, is what he's saying to her. It's not my time yet to help you. And she answers and says, even the dogs eat the crumbs under the table. She's not at all put off by Jesus' response. And because of her way of responding, Jesus then heals her child. So what do I learn? Firstly, Jesus is the healer and he heals today as much as he did then. And his healing is for all, for everyone. Two, we must never lack the courage to take things to God, to take our request to God, especially at this time. Just go to God, have the courage to petition him. This mother didn't walk away, she stayed and she argued. And it reminds me of that scripture where we're told to keep on seeking, keep on knocking, keep on asking. We're also told that if you're, you go to your neighbor and you ask for bread in the middle of the night and they don't open the door, keep on asking and they will eventually give it to you. God is saying to us, we need to be consistent in our prayers. And lastly, for me, Jesus is always compassionate. We serve a wonderful, compassionate, caring and healing God. We are so, so blessed. And let's keep that in mind at all times. Hot. Hot 1027. Hot 1027. This is Reverend Shona. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona. And it's wonderful to be with you. If you've just joined me, I've been looking at Mark chapter 7 and the healing, the two healings that occur. The healing of the Syrophoenician woman and now the healing of the man who was deaf and who found it difficult to speak. And we're told that Jesus then left that vicinity, went through Sidon, down to the Sea of Galilee, and they brought this man to him. He took the man aside, he put fingers in his ear, spat in his mouth, well spat and touched the man's tongue, he probably spat on his hand, touched the man's tongue, and he said, be opened, and at this the man could hear. And Jesus asked everyone to keep quiet. What do I learn from here? Firstly, I think it's worth noting that his friends bring him to Jesus and beg on his behalf. It reminds me of the importance of intercession, someone praying on your behalf. I had an archdeaconry meeting, and for those who aren't Anglican, it's like a cluster of churches. And I cannot tell you how much it meant to me when the priest from Sunning Hill interceded for me. There was a sense of awe and release and healing. We desperately need to intercede for each other, especially at this time. And if you don't belong to an intercessory group already, maybe consider joining one. It isn't everyone's gift, but we can all pray. Next, Jesus draws him away from the crowd. Why? It could be that this is part of the messianic secret. Jesus not wanted to be recognized as the Messiah yet. But I also think we can learn from this. We often think healing only takes place in healing services or when lots of people are around. And it's true it does take place there. But it can also take place in quiet places where it's just you and God. And I personally have experienced this. Next, Jesus does a very odd thing. He puts his finger in the man's ears, touches his tongue with spit, and then he prays that the man is healed. And again, I think it's important for us to note there's no formula with God. Jesus heals people in so many different ways. 
I get worried when someone says, you need to pray like this or like that. There's some formula. It's not true. Jesus prayed and healed in so many different ways. Let's not limit God. And I truly believe all of us have the ability to pray. And so today, let us all pray in our own way for the healing of the world, our country, our communities, our friends, and ourselves. In fact, let's just pray. God is present. God is already waiting. This space is a sacred space. And as you pray, I pray that God will bless and protect you and all those you love and pray for. Thank you so much for listening. It's wonderful to be with you every Sunday. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And may God keep you safe. Hot 1027.